are they flying? And we don't mean through the air. Take a good look at them. Lovestruck in their latest finery. Supergirl and Wonder Woman, now the bells of Paris. Beautiful, glittering, romantic Paris. Can you blame the two mightiest females in the universe for putting their famed costumes in mothballs and pulling off the revolt of the super chicks? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Brave and the Bob. And this is going to be a treat because I read a brand new comic for this one. And I have a guest who cannot be pigeonholed. Even if I try my best, uh, Dr. Ange, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm glad you liked this issue. It is a, it's bananas. And so it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah, it's a doozy. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Brave and the Bull number 63 from uh, cover date, December 1965, January 1966 and thereabouts. Uh, but it came out uh, in October 1965, actually on the stands. And uh, it has a cover by Jim Mooney, and I do love Jim Mooney. Uh, whether it's you know this older DC stuff or some of his Marvel work in the Bronze Age, I love me some Jim Mooney. So, uh, what do you think of this cover? Uh, I absolutely love it. He did um, really the bulk of um, the beginning part of Supergirl's career in Action Comics. So, the fact that he's on this cover makes a lot of sense to me uh, because he's really considered the uh, Silver Age Supergirl artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the trade dress at the top, it's, you know, like a red background and it says the ba the Brave and the Bold presents and it's still the old logo where it's kind of like on a flag, uh, the Brave and the Bold. And then it says Supergirl, nice big letters, great logo and Wonder Woman. And it has Supergirl on the left, Wonder Woman on the right. Uh, really, really cool looking masthead there. Really, really like that. I think the two of them look cool. Wonder Woman looks kind of pissed. Uh, but Supergirl looks like Supergirl, young, innocent, like she doesn't know really what's going on. <laughs> yes, a little bit worried, I would say. Yeah, and there's a, a, a text piece in the bottom right-hand corner. Uh, uh, that is fantastic. And, you know, since you picked this comic, you can read that for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is just, it'll, uh, this sets up what this book is going to be about. It's the living end. Two super chicks on a new kick. Supergirl, a Paris model. Wonder Woman, the toast of the jet set. <laughs> <laughs> oh man is that ever accurate so and then this is something interesting so it, there's supergirl is to the left and she's flying and there's like a, a kind of a spaceship rocket ship looking thing in between her and wonder woman and wonder woman is stuck to it almost looks like a gold watch uh the, the yeah <laughs> the back side of it and there's this green energy emanating from her and then there's this ugly looking prune-faced guy in the bottom left-hand corner, and he's saying, multi-face talking. I've turned Wonder Woman into a kryptonite booby trap. She'll be the death of Supergirl yet. <laughs> Fantastic. And then, oh, I guess yeah. there's the, a little island at the very bottom uh, of the cover, and there's these lights emanating up from it, almost as if it's, you know, like, almost like a tractor beam or, you know, something like that. Yeah, but it, it feels like a tractor beam to me. And and your dis discussion or your description of him as prune-faced is perfect. I mean, that's literally what he looks like. Yeah, like a purple pickle. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> and I had never heard of this guy, and I'm just going to assume uh, we never see him again, which, hey, maybe we have. I'm not sure about that because this is his first appearance, and, you know, I, I don't know that we've ever we ever see from him again. Do you know about that at all? 
I um, I don't know a hundred percent, but he seem multi face seems like a done in one kind of a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a one trick pony. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fantastic. But yeah, so that's the cover. You know, two thumbs up. Looks fantastic. Um, so you know, uh, rather than go like in a long drawn out synopsis, we can just you know jump right into it here. You know the. The, the first splash page is really cool, too. I really like this. So this is a, uh, a script by uh, my buddy uh, Zany Bob Haney. And the pencils and inks, the artwork in this one, is by a guy. I may have heard of this name, but it's not really ringing a bell with me. Do you know anything about uh, John Rosenberger? Yeah, you know, he definitely is one of those kind of Silver Age uh, standby guys. Like, I've seen him in a lot of um, books, but I don't know if he's particularly famous for one particular run or another. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like I've seen that name, but it could be just some one-off that's in the back of my brain, not that he had or had any long runs on anything, which, again, he could have because I'm not as versed in Silver and even Bronze Age DC yet. I'm still kind of, uh, you know, in the elementary school stages. But I, the name, the, that last name sounds familiar to me, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Like, oh, yeah, he did a few issues of this or a run of that. It's just not popping into my head. I'm with you. I'm going to try to look it up as we talk. <laughs> but yeah, but I will say I did enjoy the artwork, you know, in this issue. I, you know, right off the bat, I will say I did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, this this splash page is fantastic. You know, there's there's a text piece that, uh, you know, uh, we're not going to say it uh, word for word, at least not right now anyway. But uh, it says the revolt of the super chicks at the top of it. And we get um, on the left, we have a uh, Supergirl, and she's uh, you know, kind of like in a cloud as uh, you know, in her uniform, but then in her, you know, uh, everyday disguise or everyday persona, she's in a white dress on a, what looks to be a runway in Paris. And there are a bunch of men ogling her and uh, yelling things at her in French. Yes. Elle est formidable, marvelous, magnifique. And then poor Wonder Woman, she's on the right. Again, same scenario. She's flying in her superhero costume, but then, uh, well, I guess everybody just knows she's Wonder Woman, so, so she doesn't really have any, uh, I guess at this point, didn't have any, you know, uh, uh, persona other than that. And she's thinking to herself, mm, when I wore that frumpy Amazon outfit, nothing like this ever happened to me. And there's some redheaded guy trying to make out with her. It's just fantastic. Yes. And he also seems to be French because he says, Wonder Woman, je t'adore. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there's a guy playing some uh, music with a, a violin, it looks like, in the background there, which is, again, it's, it's fantastic. It almost yeah. looks like Dick Grayson there in the foreground uh, with oh, a woman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watching this. Yeah. And the guy in the foreground is kind of like, you know, I, you know, you assume he's there. The woman in the real foreground might be his date, but he's just checking out Wonder Woman, right? You know? Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he will not be getting a second date. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> so, yeah, you flip to page two here, and fantastically, uh, this starts out with a movie being shot. And we see a, a woman, and it looks like, you know, a guy dressed as a sailor out on a small ship. And there's a director here with a, a bald head and a goatee and glasses. You know, he looks like a beatnik here or something like that. And they fire up this giant fan to, you know, try to emulate a storm here. But the fan's more powerful than they thought it was going to be. So it starts uh, blowing the boat right out of the water with them in it. 
Yes, uh, flying right into the air, and they're like, "We can't, you know, it's uh, we can't cut the power. It's over revved, so they can't stop it." And so, as a result, these people are just going to be blown away. Yeah, the director. Wow, that's what I call a real blow. <laughs> oh my god! Well, luckily, uh, Supergirl was in the vicinity, so she flies in, grabs the boat. You know, it's that's absolutely nothing to her to pick up this boat and these two people in it because it's just a small boat. But even if it was bigger, she'd still be able to handle it. And she, uh, you know, brings them back to land and sits them down there. And she kind of gets a little perturbed that everybody's just worried about the the movie stars, especially the woman. And kind of pays her no mind. I thought this was kind of wild. Yeah, you know, they say that these are like the biggest movie stars that there are. They're 20 million bucks worth of talent, which back in 1965, that's a lot of money. Um, and so, yes, as soon as this woman gets saved, like the costume person is there, the makeup person is there. They're really all fawning over her. And, and Supergirl just has this really like pissed off look on her face. And she <laughs> said, you know, it's funny. She's like. You know, all anyone can think of is her. No wonder she's all woman, all female. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but okay. You that know? sounds like something that was written by a 50-year-old guy back in the yeah. 60s. <laughs> yes, exactly right. And, and it only gets worse from here, folks. So, so settle in, I'm going to say. Yeah, strap in. So if you're sensitive to uh, sexism, this this probably isn't the episode for you. So just yeah. just fair, <laughs> fair warning here. Haney's... Uh, sexism dial was all the way up to 12 on this one (laughs) so and then uh, supergirl you know wanders off and goes over to the water and she's looking at herself in the water and has her hand to her face her reflection and she says you know about the actress she's not a superheroine in a loud costume she's not some way out character who's always battling grimy crooks she's feminine desirable adored by men (laughs) my god (laughs) I read that and I thought, oh, so that's how it's going to be. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And the next panel doesn't get any better either, does it? No, uh, because like she's she's had some sort of epiphany just because this uh, actress got like uh, pampered. And she says, I'm fed up with being Supergirl. I've had it. Let the other superheroes fight crime and evil. I'm going to live a new life, the life of a normal, real human girl. <laughs> But she's not human, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is pretty interesting, too. So all of a sudden, we see a TV camera, and a guy say, yes, it's true, folks. Supergirl is giving up her super identity. And I thought, how did they find this out? Did she call the television station to tell them? Yeah, she must have had a press conference or something. I really <laughs> wish that scene was in the book, but uh, <laughs> clearly it's world news. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then it's on the... Uh, the, the scroll on the side of a building, too, how, you know, you go to, like, New York City and places like that, and somebody's yeah. all a scroll on the side of it. Supergirl forsakes crime fighting. <laughs> oh, man, fantastic. So, of course, we need a Superman appearance because he's going to try to talk her out of it, and this goes over like a lead balloon. Yeah, and this has to be one of—this is, like, the most awkward I have ever seen Superman look at the end uh, when he basically tells her— you can't, right? You have a responsibility and a destiny, and you have to use your powers. And she says, you sound like a stuffed shirt. What do you know about women, how they feel, what they really need? You may be a great hero, but in the romance department, well, just ask Lois Lane. And then he looks so befuddled. He's like, well, uh, uh, I'm very fond of girls, right? <laughs> like, it is the best panel in the world. Like, that should be on a T-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought to myself, what does he mean? I'm very fond of girls. She didn't like, you know, 
accuse him of being homosexual or something. Yeah. She said, she just said, like, you don't know anything about women. And let's be honest, most of us don't. Uh, yeah. But he, he has a bigger problem than even just like, you know, you and I, you and I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, I'm fond of girls. I'm thinking, yeah, nobody was calling that in the question, Clark. It's OK, dude. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah, and his body language, he's like, he's looking at like almost shrugging his shoulders, like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, and she says, forget it. My foster parents agreed. Oh, and by the way, I'm sorry. I guess I should have set this up. So, I mean, you would know better than I, but this is back when she had, he dropped her off at an orphanage and she had foster parents and they made her wear a, a brown wig. Yeah, so um, I would have to check the exact date, but they might not even know. Um, uh, if she's Supergirl or not. At some point, she tells them. But she is in her Linda Lee Danvers um, secret identity. So she wears a brown wig, which she wore from her very first appearance when she got thrown in the orphan. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I'll give a shout out to uh, uh, our friends uh, on the Checkered Past podcast. They love to uh, talk about that uh, dropping off at the orphanage and making her wear a wig and all these uh, fun things Clark did for uh, you know, his cousin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know, another survivor of Krypton and a family member. Let me throw you in the orphanage. <laughs> yeah. No sense. Yeah. Way to go, pal. Wait, wait, great idea. So, yeah, she's she's pissed. And she goes, I can take this next year off from college. And they're sending me to Europe for a trip. Goodbye, Superman. My next stop is Paris. And <laughs> again, these awkward Superman moments and poses. He's standing there and I, I would have loved a great Scott. But instead, he has his hand on his head and there's a really worried look on his face. He almost looks like uh, Rocky Balboa there. In, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he goes, Paris. Yeah. <laughs> As if it's like this den of iniquity she'll never return from. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh and God. It's, it's, just, it's like he's got his hand on his head like he can't, like, of all the places you would go, right? You know, he's like really silly looking. Yeah, it's not like she said she's going to Vegas or something. Here, yeah, calm yeah. down, dude. <laughs> Gosh, or like, oh, I'm going to visit, you know, Russia. Okay, that'd be a little scary back then. I get it. Like, geez, but uh, here's another interesting panel. So Haney uh, is, uh, he had a lot of uh, fun, or I don't know if I even can call it fun, with Wonder Woman and Wonder Girl. So uh, at some point, I thought everybody understood Wonder Girl was a younger version of Wonder Woman, yet here they are in the same panel. Yeah, he's credited, I think, as being the co-creator of Donna Troy because he mm. mistook the the Wonder Girl stories, which were supposed to be Diana as a young girl, as being a separate character. So threw her in like a Teen Titans issue or, or the first appearance of the Teen Titans. And people were like, mm. wait, who is that? Right. <laughs> I thought that was so. And so he just created her, uh, which is crazy. Yeah, I can only imagine being his editor. Good grief. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wonder Girl says Wonder Woman. Mother, look, it's Superman, and there's Wonder Woman, and then I don't know if that's supposed to be Hippolyta or I, yeah. I, I'm assuming. And Superman is flying overhead, and Wonder Woman says, "We see him, Wonder Girl. He knows that no man can set foot here, or our Amazon home would be destroyed. So I'll just fly up and see what he wants." And I thought, "Destroyed? I did not know that. I I thought he couldn't step foot on there because just no men are like allowed there, and they'd like." beat him up or something but destroyed i have no idea what that's all about i think at one point there was something that said that um i guess it, it, maybe they would lose all of their powers destroyed did stand out to me as uh, too strong a word i don't think that like zeus would destroy the place 
That's another Haneyism, I think. He just made that up on yep. the fly. Yeah. <laughs> so then he says, Wonder Woman, I need your help desperately. Supergirl has forsaken her crime-fighting life and gone to Paris to seek romance and glamour. And Wonder Woman says, well, what? Why, that foolish, giddy teenager, she can't do that. Superheroines have a duty, a responsibility. Uh, and then uh, she go, he goes, that's what I said. You're looking. He goes, well, that's what I said. Look, you're a woman. You understand female psychology. Go to her. Persuade her to change her mind. And she says, you bet I will, Superman. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Female mm. psychology. <laughs> yep. No degree. No training. No yeah. classes. Nope. She just because she's a woman. She knows. Hmm. OK. Is that how that works? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, shortly over the most famous sky, one of the most famous skylines in the world. And of course, we you know, we have to have a uh, shot of the Eiffel Tower there. And Wonder Woman's like, Paris, it looks so lovely. If only Steve were here. Wait, what am I saying? I've got a job to do. So Haney's already planting the seed of Paris and I guess France, but especially Paris, has some kind of power over women that when they go there, it's just the the, the switch turns from action to love. Yes, yes. I mean, you're exactly right. When you read this the first time and she says that, it's like, oh, just seeing Paris and, and she's already like, dazed and then what happens uh coming up it you just see it, it you know it's i guess it's the city of lights and so you know amor is is everywhere <laughs> mm -hmm. and there's people yelling at her from the ground voila la femme uh marvelous <laughs> yes yes I guess she, <laughs> yeah she lands and says this is Supergirl's last known address which uh, how did you get that but what maybe she wrote clark a letter i don't know but yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says, I wonder what that means. It's, uh, Anatole's and she goes, I'll go in and give Supergirl a real talking to. And she goes in and there's Supergirl like on a runway modeling a dress. And, you know, just like that, uh, first, uh, splash page that we saw, there's a bunch of, uh, guys and, uh, they're, you know, hooting and hollering at her and uh, saying all these, uh, French words that, uh, mean love and beautiful and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks uh, almost like Grace Kelly. She's in this like mm -hmm. sil silver or white strapless gown with with long gloves that, you know, go past her elbow and, and a pearl necklace. I, I mean, she does look beautiful, but, you know, she's not in her costume. She's just modeling these dresses. Yeah, I almost thought of, uh, like you said, in uh, Rear Window, the ha uh, Hitchcock film. Yes, that's Grace Kelly. Exactly. That's exactly who she looks like. Yeah, she came over and they were going to go out to dinner or something. Her and, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the character's yeah, name. Jimmy, but Jimmy Stewart, yeah, he, she brings dinner to him because he's got his leg in a cast. Yeah, so. and, she's in a, and she's in a dress kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it's on purpose, so. Mm -hmm. And uh, one guy, Mademoiselle Supergirl, what do you think of Paris? And another guy, how do you like French men? And I'm thinking she's been there five minutes, dude. Like, yeah. chill out. And then another one, <laughs> you are so beautiful. What are you doing later, darling? And Wonder Woman, well, and <laughs> yeah, she says, ha ha, one question at a time, messieurs. I love Paris and I'm and Frenchmen, but tonight I'm busy, very busy. Au revoir. And they're all just like, again, looking at her like, you know, they want to jump on her. And Wonder yeah. Woman, instead of calling out to her, just kind of like kind of creeps on her here. But she goes through a door and oh, this is again, this is one of my favorite panels 
of the entire uh, book here. What about this one? Yeah, so first I just have to say, before we, uh, uh, Supergirl goes into this dressing room, that whole line of like, tonight I'm busy, very busy. It's, you know, it, it could be red tawdry if you want to go in that direction. And so that's the panel at the bottom of page six. You mm -hmm. turn to page seven, and she's just full-on French kissing with this guy. He's wearing a beret, and, and Wonder <laughs> Woman's in the doorway. And he goes, ma chérie, the moments waiting for you are like eternities of pain. Je t'adore. And he's just <laughs> macking her. And, and then there's Wonder Woman, who's just like stunned in the doorway. This is too much. Supergirl's become a glamour puss playgirl, and some gigolo's in love with her. It's just... <laughs> It's just so zany. It's like if you had no idea and you just read this, you would be like, Bob Haney wrote this. I mean, like, no one mm -hmm. else could do this. No, yeah. When I saw her call her a glamour puss playgirl and then call the guy a gigolo, I was like, what was Haney smoking? Like, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Like, why don't you just call her a hussy and him a pimp at this point? Yeah. <laughs> like, gosh, it's crazy. And then all of a sudden, Wonder Woman, what brings you here? And she goes, Looks like I arrived just in time. I want to speak to you alone. And the guy says, I will wait outside the door, ma belle. And <laughs> Wonder Woman says, Supergirl, this is outrageous. You must give up this life. Return to your crime-fighting career. A superheroine isn't like a regular girl. She has a duty. Uh, uh. And Supergirl has this look on her face, and she goes, a responsibility. I know. You're wasting your time, Wonder Woman. I've never been happier in my life. I found what every girl dreams of. And Wonder Woman's like bent in this really weird position. And she says, but your powers, they make you different. They, oh, that dress is adorable. Where'd you get it? And I'm like, oh, Haney. So, you know, Wonder Woman, she's not even, she's like an Amazon. But he's making it seem like uh, Supergirl just has a dress in her closet that is so awesome. It just totally throws the train of thought of Wonder Woman off to, oh, I want to see this awesome dress you have. Yes, if you're a Wonder Woman fan, page seven and page eight of this does not reflect well on your on your uh, hero because, you know, first of all, it's like Supergirl is like I've never been happier. I found what every girl dreams of: a closet full of dresses and guys that are you know making out with me. So okay, I guess it, to Bob Haney, that's what every girl dreams of. And then yeah, because because Supergirl then pulls out um, this like orange dress and she's like, Anatole designed it exclusively for me. Here's one that would fit you, and she goes, it's fabulous. I think I'll try it on just for fun, of course. But then we still have a lot to discuss. But then once she tries it on, she's like twirling around in the mirror. And she's like, ooh, how do I look? It's too funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, Supergirl says, like a dream, Wonder Woman. And then from off panel, some creep says, we, like a dream, come to life. And here comes this guy. Where he came from, I don't know. He just basically walked into a woman's room dressing yeah. room un unannounced like what was this creep doing <laughs> yeah. and his name is great andre count detour which i wonder if it's supposed to be like a detour right like they're taking this detour <laughs> on their career uh for a brief fling in paris mm -hmm. and and this guy's got eyes for wonder woman and at first she's a little resistant like hey pal I i've got something going on here i have a mission like Hey, it's going to be, you, you don't need to be, uh, you know, coming on to me. And the dude just grabs her and kisses her. He says, who could she be? Who else but you, my darling? And he grabs her and starts making out with her. And she's like, whoa, my friend, hold up. I mean, and 
I love the position they drew Supergirl in in the background while this guy starts kissing her. Yeah, she's just like, she seems so very pleased that all of this is happening, <laughs> as if it's like proving her point, right? That you don't mm-hmm. need anything more in life than some guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Mooney draws this effect around Wonder Woman's head like she's uh, immediately falling for this guy just because he kissed her. Yeah, it's almost like a Warner Brothers cartoon when you see like the hearts floating around the head. I mean, they, they look like tiny little planets, but she seems completely almost like dazed after this kiss. And, and she says, I mustn't let this happen, this wonderful, delicious thing. I must fight it. And then it's like, I'm Wonder Woman. And then the text keeps getting smaller. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, as though like she's like losing all of her willpower to this guy. Yeah, and she's and again, that's not even a thought bubble. That if you look, yeah. that's that she's saying this out loud. Wait, what's happening to me? Steve Trevor never kissed me like that. I thought, oh man, poor Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, I, yeah, it's awesome. And the guy again just grabs her and starts kissing her again. We, you are my wonderful woman, my precious, my life, my happiness. And then she's just like, hmm, as he's kissing her. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, Haney. I don't know what he was smoking before this one, but this maybe he was watching some, uh, some like really cheap movie, like romance movie, or reading cheap romance comics, or maybe watching like a uh, all those daytime uh, television shows. Yeah, soap operas. Uh, a soap, yeah, soaps or something, because this is just like way over the top. And then uh, the next page, the caption says, "Friends, need we show more? Let's jump to a short time later. So you know, a few days maybe, I guess." And there's Wonder Woman, and she's completely in this, like, suit almost, like street clothes. I don't know. Maybe it's even a dress. You can't see in this first panel here. But uh, she says, oh, Andre, Paris is so beautiful, and I'm so happy. And he says, we, Paris is beautiful, my Wonder Woman. But I know a place where we can be absolutely alone, a little island in ZC, Ile d'Amour. And not far away, uh, the other guy here, the uh, same thing is going on with uh, – uh, Supergirl, right? Yeah, Henri. Henri, Paris is so beautiful. It is beautiful, my Supergirl, but I know a place where we can be absolutely alone. A little island in the sea, Ile d'Amour, the island of love. <laughs> <laughs> so both of these guys, uh, they seem like two totally separate guys. One seems, you know, young like Supergirl, and the other one seems a little more mature like Wonder Woman. But they both have the same idea. I'm going to get this chick alone on an island, which obviously if you both go to the same island, you're not alone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They think it's deserted. And it's not deserted, even if all four of them didn't show up there, because there's already somebody there uh, starting Operation Armageddon. And this is where we meet uh, Multiface. <laughs> My yes. gosh. What do you think of this guy? Uh, it's ridiculous. So um, Wonder Woman is going into an island. Uh, on an airplane because mm-hmm. uh, because the her her boyfriend Count Detour is is ready to take her away and then Supergirl is going on a boat because Henri's relatives have a deserted home there and then we then see Multiface whose power it seems is a, he is able to like change what his face looks like and he gets like a one page uh, or a one panel origin that I think is ridiculous so he goes from it looks like a green ape to mm-hmm. the the prune face that we see on the cover to a clown and here's his origin the world thinks i'm dead killed accidentally in a prison escape but i live and that same 
accident, in quotes, I have no idea what he's talking about, gave me the power to change my features at will into any face, human, or animal to suit my mood or purpose. And now to resume my crime operations on a greater scale than before. The world will not laugh, will not laugh when it hears the name of multi-face. But then he turns into a clown. So and laughs. The, yeah, the world <laughs> won't laugh. I look like a clown. So... <laughs> yeah, this is this is crazy. And at first I thought, oh, OK, maybe this is just some guy that, you know, has been around for quite some time. And again, I just since I'm more of a DC noob, I, I don't know who this is. And then I'm looking at the credits. It's like first appearance. And I'm thinking, oh, OK, first appearance. And then I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like he ever comes around again. So I'm like, it's kind of like just something apparently, I guess, Haney thought of like on the fly here. Yeah, yeah. Uh really a no-name guy and it's and it's strange because you know uh, he has this power we don't know why he's wearing kind of a supervillain outfit uh and clearly he's got money and scientific know-how so um so the face changing bit like i don't even know if we relatively needed it for the story but it sure makes for some fun panels rosenberger has a lot of fun basically changing his face every panel Mm-hmm. And one of the times kind of creeped me out a little bit. I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But <laughs> he has a giant. Uh, it's almost like he's at an observatory here, right? Yeah, he has a, a giant. It looks like a telescope, but um, it turns out to be that tractor beam thing we saw. Yeah. So he's got a, a, a scientist guy there, actually like a crew of people yeah. uh, work, working on this here. And he says uh, a test strike will be. We'll be at the new rocket freighters <clears throat> carrying precious cargo at super speeds directly over this island from country to country. The first one is due within 12 hours. We must be ready. And this uh, guy in a lab coat says, we will be multi-face. And I thought, yeah, but what is his real name? Like, I wouldn't want people calling me multi-face. It's kind of like, what is, in that one Guardians of the Galaxy movie, his name, Taserface? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Rocket just laughs, taser face, ha <laughs> ha. I imagine yeah, yeah. multi-face is kind of the same thing. But <clears throat> all the girls and their uh, their boy toys have arrived. <laughs> yes. And so Wonder Woman is being led to the beautiful family home of Count Detour. Uh, and Supergirl is at a secluded beach cove with um, Henri. And uh, Wonder Woman's wearing what looks like a picnic outfit, kind of like some tight-fitting um, capri pants and a yellow sweater. And Supergirl's just in a black bikini. She's on the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like Supergirl's more ready for some action than Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Supergirl is like, it's like no one has been here before us, Henri. And he goes, of course, Sherry, for no one has ever loved like us. <laughs> mm -hmm. he, he's really trying. And then on the other panel, too, I love her. Uh, Wonder Woman, Great Athena. What is this place, Andre? And I'm thinking, what do you mean Great Athena? It's just a big, dopey wooden door and a stone building. It doesn't look that yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, she comes from Paradise Island, right, where there are all of these, like, Greek temples. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking, what in the world? And he says, uh, it's my family home, beautiful Wonder Woman. For years it has stood empty, but now my servants await our arrival here. And there's somebody watching with a uh, a bit of a telescope here, right? Yeah, uh, one of uh, Multiface's henchmen sees Supergirl, or at least recognizes her. I guess she's famous, um, even though mm -hmm. she's not in her costume. And then another one sees Wonder Woman, and both of them say, I must inform Multiface. <laughs> so then shortly, uh, we see Multiface, and I don't know what he's supposed to be here. He changes his face 
But I don't know what that's supposed to be. It, it, I, I felt like, wouldn't it have made sense to make it, you know, like a face of like somebody from the times that was in a movie that was like angry or something? Yeah, it it looks almost like a shrunken head. It's obviously not small, but or like a zombie of some sort. But it is just it's like uh, you know a monster. It looks like a turnip to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It does. And then he says, you know, this could ruin his plans. He goes, hmm, I cannot scare them away, but perhaps I can induce them to leave by jeopardizing their male escorts. And I was like, um. Yeah, that sounds really bad, especially now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these guys aren't whores. They're just they're just horny guys. Like, holy crap, male escorts. But uh, I don't know how he does this stuff. So he starts, you know, basically throwing all these monkey wrenches into the, uh, you know, the, the love scenes here between the two couples. And how does he make the door almost fall on uh, Andre here? I don't understand that. How does he do that? It's Andre's he- ancestral home. It's Andre's ancestral home. I don't know. I mean, we have no explanation. You can try to no prize it by saying he he has a tractor beam that's strong enough to pull down a plane. Maybe he tractor beamed the door, but but that's me trying to no prize it. Yeah, I mean, a little help in the artwork would have made sense, or even a caption yeah. box, but there's literally nothing. You just see this door coming towards them, and Wonder Woman thinks to herself, she shouts one of well, she doesn't shout, she thinks one of my favorite, you know, Wonder Woman quotes, merciful Minerva. If I stop that drawbridge from crushing us, Andre will lose that wonderful notion of me being weak and feminine. So she she seems to think Andre is only in love with her because she's weak and feminine just because she's a regular girl. I'm like, man, Haney, what are you doing, dude? Yeah, this is Wonder Woman we're talking about, and she is embracing this weak role. I mean, it's it's it makes no sense. Trust me, the whole book doesn't make a lot of sense, but, but you know, their motives behind this are pretty crazy, <laughs> right? So mm-hmm. she, like, she has to stop this drawbridge from closing without Andre noticing. So she, like, slips out of his grasp, shuts the door, and then slips right back in before he even notices and uh, is able to have him plant a kiss on her cheek. Which is fantastic, because in that first panel where she's, like, flying off to stop the bridge, the, the drawbridge, his arms are like embracing air. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does kiss her and he says, your cheek, mon amour, softer than Zidane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, hey, this is great too. So yeah, uh, Supergirl and uh, Henri are on the beach and somehow uh, our buddy Multiface is causing an avalanche and it's going to crush Henri. And I mean, the picture, you know, the artwork here, it's really close to falling on him. But yeah. Somehow then, she, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just really, you're right. It's like three feet away from him. These three huge boulders that are falling uh, down are like super close. Right. And if one of those hits his head, he's dead. He's yes. done. It, it's, there's no going back from that. But, <laughs> well, maybe you could put a gorilla head on him and he, no, never mind. <laughs> there's, there's, there's enough gorillas anyway. Uh, so again, same thing. Henri says, I am waiting, ma chérie, for you to throw the ball lightly, gracefully, like a ballerina. And she sees the boulders, and she thinks to herself, those falling boulders, they'll crush Henri. But if I stop them with my superpowers, I'll no longer seem feminine to him. And I thought, what was Haney going on about? Like, there, there had to be a better way for them to word this than just saying, I'll be feminine so he won't like me. It, uh, it's like, what? They can still be feminine and be superheroes. 
Haney. Like what? I don't get what he was thinking there. Yeah. You know, yeah, maybe he was having a fight with his wife or something. And I'll show them. I'll, I'll write. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, writing this story. I'll show these women. They think they can vote. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably something crazy like that, but yeah. So she throws the ball out into the water, into the ocean or, you know, sea there. And he's like, Oh, uh, a ha a typical woman's toss off the mark, but still graceful. I was like, Oh boy. Like, like I feel like Supergirl or Wonder Woman nowadays, they would literally clobber this guy or they'd throw yes. him like a mile out into the ocean. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, it's just, it's just perfect. Oh man. And she says, can't let these big pebbles litter our beach. And she just takes the three of them almost like juggling and takes the three of them and puts them in a big pile. And he goes, you know, oh, the ball, hmm, that rock formation. I never noticed it before. And she thinks, uh Oh, must create what is politely called a diversion. He's noticing too much. So then she sees a crab and jumps into his arms. Yeah, she's like, I have to, you know, I again, I have to be like the, the scared little girl so that he can protect me. So she jumps in his arms and like, that awful thing is after me. And, and he goes, ah, ma pauvre chérie, it is only a little crab. Do not be afraid. Uh, and uh, and then he's like, to think even Supergirl has delicate nerves. It makes my heart sing. And so she just starts making out with him again. You know, <laughs> so. And winking at the reader, by the way, breaking the fourth yeah. wall here. She says, whew, that was close. Those boulders must have been loosened by wind and weather. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, back to Multiface. And guess again, Supergirl, for in the island center, and then dot, 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 we get multi-face. And now he looks like like a 70-year-old man. Yeah. And this freaked me out a little. He says, Wonder Woman and Supergirl, they made a fool of me. They handled those threats to their boyfriends too easily. But wait, perhaps that's the answer. Yes. What a foxy idea. And he changes his head into, I'm assuming what's supposed to be a fox, but it looks like a creepy dog. That looks really creepy. Yeah, it almost looks like, you know, animatronics, when they get a little bit too old and the fur starts to sag. Like, <laughs> and, yeah. and the snout is just a little bit too small for the rest of the body. So it does. It looks pretty warped. Almost like he turned into a werewolf. <laughs> and then the guys, he's pointing at them. And the guy on the right, what do you think of that guy? Look at the pose that guy's in. The <laughs> <seat>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hand on his hips. <laughs> yeah. Plague those two super females with one false challenge after another. Keep them so busy that they'll never see the real threat. Go to it. And that guy, at once, multi-face. <laughs> so that's what they're going to do. Just keep, you know, plaguing them with these, uh, you know, accidents and all these crazy things to try to keep their attention away from him trying to hijack this plane, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so, remember, it's a deserted island, but not really because he's at this ancestral home with his with his servants. And so Wonder Woman and Andre are on uh, almost like a, a patio uh, of this of this thing. And uh, I don't know how he does it, but Multiface lights a fishing boat that's out in the ocean nearby on fire. And so Wonder Woman's like, I can't let those people die, but I can't let Andre see me use my powers. So she has to come up with another excuse. Mm -hmm. And I don't do love how he's sweet talking her and she thinks to herself, so peaceful, I've almost forgotten the mission Superman sent me on another day like this, and I'll forget it completely. <laughs> oh, this my is, Lord. Yeah, this is 
Wonder Woman we're talking about. I guess, you know, swept off by uh, by Count de Tour. So mm -hmm. a little bit of love and she can't even remember a mission. She was, you know, on to, to help Supergirl. Yes. It's fantastic. And uh, so, yeah, she uh, distracts him and by saying, Andre, I have a wonderful idea. Let, let's play Cyrano and Roxanne, two of the greatest lovers of history. We can use that balcony. And he goes, ah, splendid idea, ma chérie. I will be Cyrano. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, dude. And he yeah. goes, the great poet, swordsman, and lover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And he goes up there. And while he's traversing inside the place to go up to this balcony, she quickly, you know, whisks out to the ship to put out the fire and then comes back. And she says, uh, perfect. And I'll play Roxanne, who learned too late that behind Cyrano's ugliness beat a great heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh fantastic but she does it you know she puts out the, the fire and gets back just in time uh to uh retort to his uh lines of you know Cyrano here this is fantastic yeah but it's great so she like flies and twirls to make a, a water spark to put out the fire and then as she's flying back she says this is just so unfeminine and it certainly doesn't do a girl's hairdo any good <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, no offense to her, what hairdo? She has her, you know, uh, what do you call yeah, it on there? Her, her head tiara. holding her hair back. Yeah, her tiara holding her hair back. And it looks a little bit curled, but it, there's really not a lot going on there. So I'm thinking, what, what's it going to do? Make a little bit of a curl come out? Yeah. Mm. Uh, but just more of the same. That's just saying, like, she's really decided that she's just going to be this, like, meek, feminine girl so that she can be in love with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... <laughs> And then on the boat, uh, the guy says, it worked. As Multiface said, sitting a controlled fire on the boat brought Wonder Woman to the rescue. And the other guy is dripping wet and says, yes, but we must create another threat fast. That rocket freighter is due very soon. So, again, they've got to now get Supergirl to, you know, get distracted here. And they uh, there's an airplane, and it seems like I think it's going to crash. Isn't that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, he goes, that, their engines are misfiring. As Supergirl, I could easily save it. But that would mean making like a muscle-bound super doll in front of Henri again. So she has to try to distract him so she can rush to save uh, the plant. Yeah, this is too much. And they're eating hot dogs, too, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. 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 But she does. She goes up there and blows her super breath to, you know, get the engine to start running again. And it, it works, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Her distraction, by the way, is she throws her beach towel over a cliff edge and is like, oh, my towel blew over this cliff. And he goes, uh, don't worry about it. I'll go get it. Like, I hope you don't fall off. Maybe it'll be like that house in Night Force. Right, right on a giant. <laughs> go over the edge. That's what I thought. What if he gets hurt or even gets killed? Like, you, yeah. you yeah. going to be okay with that? <laughs> he says, don't move. A pretty finger of my bell. Henri will get it. And he leaps into action. And she's, you know, I got, I got to go, you know, save this plane. And she does. But as she's coming back from having saved the plane, she, you know, for some reason, I don't know why. Like to me, Superman and Supergirl, if they, it doesn't seem to me like they're always using their, you know, x-ray vision. It's when they want to use it. But for some insane reason, she's using her x-ray vision and looks at a part of the island, and she sees Multiface up to some shenanigans, right? Yeah, she goes, there's a big complex of buildings. I'll use my x-ray vision to the that weird man. What's he up to? Because now he's in his prune face mode. <laughs> and we see him 
finally do whatever Operation Armageddon, whatever it was. So a rocket is flying by. I mean, Billy, this, this story is so crazy. So it is the international cargo rocket, which they said at the beginning is super fast rockets to go from one country to another. It's filled mm -hmm. with gold ingots, but it's like a section of it is like a glass window, I guess, so that you can look at it and be like, oh, it's gold. Right, you know, so you maybe know. maybe I'd like to steal that. <laughs> maybe I'd like to steal that. So as it flies by, he does. He he fires this tractor beam that ends up pulling it uh, towards his complex, and uh, she says, "It's a fantastic hijacking scheme." But what should I do? I gave up being Supergirl, who spends her life battling crime. And it says, "Yes. What will you do, Supergirl? Can you stay a swinging chick, <laughs> or will you have to kiss romance goodbye and wade into battle again?" <laughs> Make up your mind, Supergirl, because part three begins right away on the next page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, this is too much. So she's like, well, I got to I got to do what's right here. So she does start to try to, like, wrestle with the, this rocket, this experimental, you know, rocket ship to try to pull it away from this tractor beam. But this tractor beam's pretty tough and she's having some a hard time with here. But <laughs> she does look down and sees her buddy Henri, her lover Henri. Uh, and he's not in too good a shape, is he? No, he's on. First of all, why would you go down to get the towel if you see where it is? He is on this like tiny, tiny ledge, and you know, almost in like like a Coyote Roadrunner cartoon. There's a branch sticking out of the wall that he's like <laughs> clinging to for dear life, or he'll fall off the cliff. Mm -hmm. And she goes, "There he is. He's retrieved my towel, but he's trapped on that ledge." He's in no danger there, and he can't see me up here making like a muscle doll. Oh, if only there was someone else for this job, the police or the authorities, because she really doesn't want to be doing this. So, Yeah, I like how she's calling herself a muscle doll. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, Wonder Woman happens to notice what's going on, and she says, Supergirl, she is here, and she's in trouble. She needs help. But Andre mustn't see me as Wonder Woman. I've got to fool him again. But how? How? And she's got an even greater scheme than uh, throwing her towel over the ledge here. She, uh, oh boy, she sees a flower growing out the side. And I mean, it looks like a sheer drop off of like 20 feet. And she's like, you know, hey, can you go get that for me, uh, Andre? And he's like, oh, of course. <laughs> yes, of course, mon amour. Andre, Count de Tour, never fears to dare for love. And they show him jumping off a cliff. Right? To, to try to get this rose. It's really crazy. Yeah, sorry. I'm not jumping off a cliff for nobody. It's, it's not yeah. happening. <laughs> I'll, I'll order you a flower like that from Amazon or something. It's not happening. <laughs> but he goes down there and then realizes, oh, I've got the flower. I guess he grabbed it out of the wall on the way down to the bottom. Yeah. And he's screwed because it's literally, like I said, like this sheer cliff where you can't crawl back up out of it. And it looks like it's up against part of the the ancestral home, that stone. So he's screwed. He's down there and he can't get out. This is great. Yeah. And he says, how embarrassing. After all, I cannot ask my Wonder Woman for help, right? Because I guess that would be unmasculine, right? So he's kind of like bagging on both sexes a little bit. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, hate to leave my, my flower, uh, excuse me, my poor darling there, but he'll be perfectly safe while I give Supergirl an assist. And 
Uh, our buddy here is watching, and he has a little multi-face, which he looks really creepy in this one, too, by the way, again. What is yeah. that going on with his face there? You know, I almost wonder, do you think he's, like, turned into an octopus? Because he says, um, oh, Wonder Woman is on her way to help Supergirl. She will find that I have many arms there. And I was like, oh, maybe many arms? We're trying to, like, figure out he looks like a squid? But he definitely looks messed up. There's no doubt. Yeah, we see this gold gosh i don't even know how to describe this thing it almost looks like a like a gold coin but then there's like a almost looks like a ufo it's really weird looking yeah it looks like a ufo but it's rolling on its side she says great hera a strange disc starting after me i'm thinking big deal you're wonder woman just fly away yeah but but she doesn't she, and it catches up to her <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's a it somehow has like these magnetic properties so I guess her bracelets, tiara, whatever, belt, uh, it's, she gets stuck to it and can't move. And she says, merciful Minerva, I'm being pulled off my feet by some magnetic power attracting my bracelets. And I'm a prisoner, but but where is the magnet captor taking me? And it takes her <laughs> right into Multiface's crazy little lab here. And look at him now. He looks like a real creep. Yeah, his eyes are just giant. And he's got a weird, it almost looks like a black toupee. Right? Like, if mm -hmm. you could pick any face, why would you pick this face? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got some kind of insane machine there, and it looks like a mechanical arm with a fly swatter, and there's a piece of kryptonite there. Yeah. And and I'm just going to remind you, so this is a guy that was like, uh, I guess I can't, I'll have to, like, trick them to leave the island by bothering their uh, their boyfriends. He's trapped Wonder Woman in five seconds, and he has a chunk of kryptonite that looks like a boulder. Like, you actually could have won if you just attacked them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Just use that to zap her or keep her on that disc and then use the kryptonite on Supergirl. That's, that's all you need yeah. to do. Yeah. Mm, and he goes, but Supergirl has stumbled on my plans to steal the international cargo rocket. She must be destroyed. And you, Wonder Woman, will be the means. That ore you see is green kryptonite. And now it is transduced to a green liquid that will coat your every inch, Wonder Woman. <laughs> kind of yeah. gross. And she kinda. says another, another one of my favorite Wonder Woman-isms, suffering Sappho, no. <laughs> yeah, so he basically like spray paints her with, with green kryptonite uh, mm -hmm. and then sends that disc flying out towards Supergirl. Yeah, and of course, you know, that's that's big trouble for Supergirl, and it does start to sap her strength here, and, you know, she was barely, like, kind of holding on with the the crazy international rocket to, to begin with, so now she really starts to struggle with it, but she thinks pretty quick on her feet here, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, this also seems to be a turning point, because she says, um, you know, must have Wonder Woman must have been here all the time with Andre, but she came to my aid anyway. I guess neither of us could escape being superheroines, right? So, okay, mm -hmm. like, you know, we couldn't just let this rocket be be captured. We couldn't just let, you know, Supergirl be in trouble or Wonder Woman tried to help me. We do have this responsibility, but I don't quite know if I understand the physics of what she does. So she uses her remaining strength, Supergirl, to use her heat vision to melt the gold ingots in this rocket to then coat wonder woman she basically like seals wonder woman in in a, a, a layer of molten gold uh, <laughs> and then she says the gold has blocked off the kryptonite rays but it's not lead 
it's gold. So I don't know if that would actually work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a little hazy on that as well, but I thought, well, you know, I again, what else was she supposed to do in that situation? But yeah. I, I'm glad she did act quick and do something that might even have, you know, a, a 10% chance of feasibility rather than yeah. just be like, oh, no, I'm a girl. I can't figure this out. So I, I will give Haney a little credit for that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, not much. The rest of this is, you know, pretty, pretty poor form, but that I thought, okay, cool. You know, she's, she's doing something cool here. I got it. No problem. She's, she's being Supergirl and actually, you know, fixing the problem, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thinking on her feet and using her, and you know, the panel of her, they show her like almost like tipping the rocket to pour the gold out. That's like a really nice panel by Rosenberg. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. And it completely coats Wonder Woman head to toe in gold. Yeah. It looks really <laughs> weird. Oh, man. Yeah, too much fun. And so then she uh, goes flying away. She goes, oh, no, that's gold so heavy. It's on overload and the flying di- it's overload the flying disc. So, you know, she's going to get smashed. And I think, so what? She's Wonder Woman. She's like invulnerable, right? Right. Yeah. But like, it's... A little yeah. hazy on that one, too. I'm like, uh, Haney, I don't think that would hurt Wonder Woman. Yeah, but it does. It falls directly, and, of course, she's right over Multiface's lap, so he, he now has like almost like an ogre face, and he's like, Wonder Woman coming down like a bomb. I must switch the ray to stop her, but he can't. So, basically, the weight of the gold overloads the disc. The disc now can't fly. It just drops right into his headquarters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smashes right through the, the dome. And hits the ground, and it's interesting. It hits the ground, and she jumps right off. And as it hits the ground, the, the gold like that was you know kind of all over cracks off too. Which that actually looks like a pretty cool panel too, because you can see like the face part that was over her face and everything. Yeah, yeah, he does. That is that's uh, another great panel because they like you see her face, you see like part of her leg, um, like uh, you know, it's just a different component of her covered. So it's almost like she's busting out of a statue of herself. It really looks great. Yeah, and this guy mustn't read the newspapers because he thinks this gun will stop her as she's coming right at him with a right hook. And I love her line to him. This is fantastic. Yeah, end of the line. Time to punch your ticket, you romance wrecker. (laughs) (laughs) And then the goon squad comes in and Wonder Woman got to the boss, blast her. And before they can even, you know, bat an eyelash. Supergirl comes blasting right through. And I thought there already was a hole in the ceiling. Why don't you just use that one? But nope, she yeah. smashes through another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she flies like all in a row, just punches all four of their jaws. Tuck, 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 tuck. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome because you she could do it and it just looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really looks awesome. Yeah. And she says, uh, those characters don't know that Wonder Woman and I are a double feature act. <laughs> And she smacks all four of them out, which is one punch, you know, all in a row. And then she said, there's trouble. There's the troublemaker. Mika's a lamb now. I'm thinking, Mika's a lamb. He's unconscious. Yeah, but if you look, his face has turned into a lamb's face, I think. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So weird. So weird. I guess, like, what, subconsciously he was like, I've been knocked out and defeated. I'll turn into a lamb. (laughs) Oh, man. And then the girls think, "Uh uh-oh. You know, Henri, he's still on that ledge. And, oh, no, Andre, he's still down in the moat. And I thought, I didn't think he was in a moat, but okay. Yeah, maybe a dry moat because they haven't been there in so long. Um, but but you're right. I didn't think it was a moat either. 
Yeah, so then uh, Supergirl goes and saves uh, Henri, and he says, Supergirl, you wear your costume and help me climb up from here. What does it mean? And I thought, this is what it means, you dummy. If you really like her, you still really like her, even though she could beat you up. Yeah, this is what it means. She didn't leave you to starve to death on a small ledge on a cliff. <laughs> mm-hmm. It it means, darling, that I can't escape my destiny as a superheroine. The romance is over. I, I'm sorry. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? Why does the romance have to be over? Come on. Yeah, the romance does not have to be over. You can be a superheroine and have a boyfriend. Yeah, or if this boob doesn't want to be with you because you're, you know, a superheroine and can take care of yourself, he's kind of not worth your time anyway. Exactly. <laughs> and then Wonder Woman saves Andre. My Wonder Woman, you wear your costume and help me climb up from here. What does it mean? And she says, it means, darling, that I can't escape my destiny as a superhero. The romance is over. I, I'm sorry. So the same exact words. I'm like, uh, hey, you could have done something a little different there, right, man? The same exact words. It's just so awesome. And then as the two of them fly off, the guys are standing there waving. And I love their their lines here. Uh, Supergirl says, farewell, Henri. Farewell, island of love. (laughs) Wonder Woman. Farewell, Andre. We'll never forget you. And I thought, what do you mean, we'll never forget you? (laughs) Uh, She was, it was was just, I'll never forget you. It had nothing to do with, uh, yeah, Supergirl had nothing to do with Andre. Yeah. Uh, and then not long after, what about this wrap up? Oh, is this a good one? Yeah. So Superman, it's, oh, it's Supergirl and Wonder Woman with Superman. And he goes, congratulations, Wonder Woman. I knew a mature, sensible superheroine like you would make Supergirl see the light of day. And she goes, uh, naturally, Superman. So she's kind of lying to him because she was neither mature nor sensible. <laughs> And then Supergirl, again, breaks the fourth wall, winks to the to the crowd, which is great because, of course, back then, Superman would wink to the crowd all the time. Mm-hmm. And she goes, you're so right, Superman. If it weren't for Wonder Woman, I'd still be in Paris living like a sigh, foolish, frivolous child. Right, Wonder Woman? And she goes, right, sigh, Supergirl. And she's also winking to the crowd. So almost as if to say, right, like they both lost their mind a little bit and were frivolous, childlike people for a short time. Mm-hmm. All it takes is a dress. You show a woman the right dress and that it's over, right? That's yeah. yeah we're, we're... <laughs> and then Superman, how, what, how would you describe in the last panel? He's got his arms crossed and I don't even know how to describe his uh, his expression. It's almost like I think these two are pulling one over on. <laughs> yeah maybe he used his super hearing to hear them wink yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'm sure that's how haney would have explained it <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah this is crazy so again if you just read this you know in the context of the times it's hilarious you'll have a lot of fun with it and it's absurd it's it's a it's absurdist you know in some points but it was still a lot of fun right Yeah, I mean, it's so outside of the way these characters acted in their own stories and their own books, even at that time, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Wonder Woman had Steve Trevor and Supergirl had a number of uh, boys that she was trying to date. It didn't seem to have any issue. So it perfectly fits what this show is about, right? Which is, you know, zany Bob Haney can make even Wonder Woman and Supergirl act absolutely bizarre and still tell a, like a really fun story. I mean, uh, I love it because I just say this took place on earth B 
because there's mm-hmm. no way this took place on Earth One. Yeah, and I and I do again. I do get a, a lot of people that were reading at the time, especially did not really like Haney. They would write letters and complain about him all the time because again, these characters aren't acting like they were in their regular books. And then continuity wise, you know, it's it's not even close. So I totally get it that you know people at the time had a bit of a gripe with it. But to me, I can just read this right now and I have a ball with it. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just loved it. I loved revisiting it. And I have to say, I love talking it over with you because it's just better to laugh with somebody else than to laugh alone. I mean, it's just a crazy story. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Not only that. And then trying to do French accents as well. Yeah. You know, that, <laughs> yes. doing, yeah. Doing accents is always fun, too. Uh, on my uh, Tomb of Dracula coverage, uh, <laughs> Scott and I are always trying to do, you know, the British accents because constantly Marv is writing, uh, trying to write, I should say, at least a uh, British slang. And we get a kick. <laughs> Amazing. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, yeah, man, this was a blast. I really had a good time with this one. So I want to thank you for being on here. So uh, if anybody wants to uh, find you out there, they can definitely look for you on Twitter and then your blog as well. Right. That's correct. I'm uh, at Dr. Ange 70 on Twitter. And if you just look for, uh, if you type Supergirl blog into Google, I'm usually right at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody needs to visit that. And, you know, yeah, like I said, yes, this is, it's like, oh, there's going to be a, a funny Supergirl story. Well, guess what? You're, you're, you just actually, you know, uh, we're recording this, but till this comes out, it'll be in the past. So, you know, uh, you, you got roped into uh, JL May and had a, a Supergirl issue, right? That's right. In fact, I have three Supergirl issues in, in JLMA. One of them very good, and two of them not so good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know why? Because Bob Haney wasn't writing at the time. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, he would have. there would have been at least something to just laugh at and shake your head if he would have written them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that's fantastic. All right, my friend. Well, that's uh, going to take us out. Once again, I want to thank you for being on, man. This was a blast. You know, we'll we'll have to uh, brainstorm and uh, get some other ideas, maybe some more uh, crazy uh, Haney here and uh, uh, look for something else down the road. Yeah. Always love uh, always love podcasting with you, Billy. So thanks again. You bet. This was fantastic. So, all right, that's going to be it for this time. And then uh, catch me back here again in two weeks with another episode.